Hello everyone and welcome to Really Old Movies. I'm your host Harrison Scullin and today I'll be discussing Limelight from 1952 starring and directed by Charlie Chaplin. So some essential movie details. This is one of the last films Charlie Chaplin ever made in the United States before his exile into Europe. And so this to me, I just getting some initial thoughts and this to me is probably one of his best films. And also I I really think should have been his last film because if you watch any of the ones after this, it kind of feels like he's overstaying his welcome and not as good. This to me kind of really encapsulates his career on a whole. So anyways, let me get into my thoughts on Limelight and I'll kind of talk more about that later on. So the plot, I gave it a five out of five. You know, I loved it. I think Charlie Chaplin, he's excellent. He really hits a home run with this film. You know, honestly, it should have been his swan song. It really should have been because it's about a guy who used to be a comedian and now he's older, kind of retired and kind of learning to let go of the past, right? I think this is a perfect way to encapsulate, you know, and retiring the tramp character because it's very, very similar vaudeville type stage character that he had that he's playing. And, you know, I also think it's a great story of what happens after fame moves on from you, you know, at one moment, you're on top of the world. The next, you're kind of uh, yesterday's lunch. So I think it's great in that. And I think it's great for that and kind of shows, you know, how cruel Hollywood can be sometimes. And I do like, you know, I do like how he progresses. I do like how he's trying to help the next generation kind of, you know, rise up and go after their passions as well as he did. But I do think the romance aspect was a little odd, but it kind of makes sense. I mean, you know, you hear stories of in World War One, I, I think even the Civil War, World War Two, where, you know, uh, nurses would kind of fall in love with their patients because the woman kind of nurses him and then he kind of nurses her. So it, it kind of makes sense in that aspect. But I still think it was a little odd, but I'm glad that they don't end up together, of course. But like I said, it makes sense. But I really liked it. I, I think it's a great character arc, character study. Um, sh again, showcasing what fame really does to people after a while. So yeah, I, I think it's great. Five out of five. In regards to the acting, I also gave that a five out of five. I thought Chaplin did it excellent. He gave a very real and great performance as kind of a washed up comedian. Um, he has a drinking problem. He, you know, lives in a very poor neighborhood. Um, you know, avoiding paying the rent and whatnot, right? So it's it's very interesting to see because, you know, at this time, Chaplin, of course, was world-renowned, really famous, made a lot of money, but it's really interesting seeing him kind of play when, like his older characters, like the Tramp was always living in a very poor neighborhood, always having odd jobs and whatnot. So I, I love that. He was excellent. I thought the actress uh, for Terry, I think her name is Claire Bloom. She was amazing, did excellent as a dancer and excellent as kind of a more dramatic character um yeah all around i thought it was a great cast so that's why i gave it a five out of five it was really believable relationships and just as a tidbit it was nice seeing buster keaton make a cameo appearance that's always awesome too all right in regards to directing five out of five i think chaplin does amazing here he's one of those guys that you do his own music he did his own stunts acting direct all of it he did all of it he was excellent at directing especially in this film um you know you really cat again captures the dark side of fame and the realities of poverty and being an artist 
you know, because they're all kind of starving artists, kind of hungry for their next project in this movie. So I, I think he really encapsulates that really well. But then also he kind of shows, you know, when they're on the stage and it's really fancy and there's these people, you know, wearing really tuck fancy tuxedos and dresses and whatnot, kind of showing the opposite of that. I, I really liked that really interesting con uh, contrast. And so, yeah, that's why I gave it a five out of five. I thought he really staged it well, really showed us what it's like. All right, for cinematography and special effects, I gave it a five out of five as well. I thought it was great. Especially there were sequences of montages that I really, really liked. Um, there were scenes in the theaters I loved, especially when he's playing, I think, a clown. I love those scenes. They're hilarious and also really awesome. And near the end when he's with Buster Keaton, that scene's amazing and really, really funny. It was awesome seeing them showcase their talents, you know, in particular with Buster Keaton. You know, he's trying to open the sheet music, but he keeps dropping it. It keeps falling over the place. They keep messing up everything. It's it's really, really funny. So I highly recommend that. And, and so that, that's one of the reasons why I recommend this movie is because of that scene alone. So the music, I gave it a four out of five. I thought that was kind of the, the downside of the film. It wasn't the best. Um, it could have been utilized a lot more in some scenes. And then there's one sequence where he's kind of dreaming about being back on the stage. He's doing this fake flea circus thing. I think that could have been trimmed down a lot. And uh, there is music in that too. They're kind of singing and whatnot. I, I think that could have been trimmed down a lot. There's also a scene where he's having a dream sequence and that's also singing. I think that could have been trimmed down. It's a little odd. I, I think it goes on for too long. And so, so other than that though, I, I thought the music was great. All right, so tallying that all up, that brings my letterbox score to a 4.8 out of 5, which I'll be rounding to a 5 out of 5. So would I recommend this movie? Absolutely, man. This is one of his best films. And I was kind of alluding to earlier, you know, this really should have been the last film he ever did. You know, he's like, last hurrah. And he did everything he always did with his movies. He made people laugh, made people cry, all the above. You know, he, he was excellent at that because... I've watched a lot of it. I've watched the next film after this and I couldn't finish it. It's called The King of Kings or King in, King in New York, actually. Terrible movie. I couldn't get through it, man. It was awful. So I, I really think he should have stopped with this one. This really seems like the last of his creative juices. And it also feels a lot like his earlier work from the 20s and f all the way up to the 40s. It's very similar to his Tramp character. While he's not actually playing the character, it's basically the Tramp, right? It's just his way of telling the audience, you know, he's retiring, he's done. And I, again, I think this should have been his last film. So I, I highly recommend it, especially if you're a fan of those films from the 20s all the way to the 40s. Excellent, excellent films all around. All right, well, those are my thoughts on Limelight from 1952. Thank you so much for watching and listening to today's episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Really Old Movies, where I discuss details about the week's particular film, New podcasts are released Saturdays at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, and that's audio. And then Mondays at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been Really Old Movies. I'm your host, Harrison Scullin. Take care.